Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whichever time is most appropriate for you. Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. I am your host, Stephanie J, and I am so, so happy to be able to talk to you today. I hope you're having a good day because indeed this is the day that the Lord hath made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. And what does it mean to rejoice, to experience joy and gladness in a high degree? And I am experiencing that today and I cannot wait to share with you why. To be exhilarated with lively and pleasurable sensations. And I hope the liveliness in me is coming through this microphone today <laughs> to exalt. And my acronym for rejoice is reach every day for the joy offered in Christ to everyone. And I am so glad that he made it available to each and every one of us. I hope that you are doing well today. I really do. Of course, we know that it's Monday. A lot of stuff happened over the weekend, I'm sure, even in, you know, individual lives, things going on around the nations. But one thing that I did notice, I was out again um, pretty much over the entire weekend, and I've been doing a lot of driving around to various areas, and it is really starting to look quite normal. I, I noticed I was riding down a... um like a stretch of a road by a, a, a river and like a, a body of water. I was taking a scenic route to where I was headed. And I noticed there were cars and cars and cars parked along, you know, a, along the shoreline. And as I'm looking, you know, I'm driving slow and I'm looking around and I saw lots of people gathered together. I mean, social distancing, I didn't see it. People, you know, were getting out of cars. People were, you know, sitting along the water. People were, you know, of course, riding bikes and doing other activities, walking over the bridge and things of this nature. But things are starting to look, you know, pretty much the way that they used to. So I guess little by little, everyone is kind of getting back into their stride and hopefully, things will, you know, continue to remain on this path. But I'm not doing a whole lot of mingling out in places, you know, I go the places where I need to go, stores and things like that, but me personally, I'm not feeling very comfortable with getting back to some of my old routines such as eating out in restaurants and things like that. I do not know when that's going to take place, but I'm pretty much enjoying, you know, still cooking and eating at home and, you know, doing the things that we do. Now that the weather is breaking and it's it's really nice, I'm thinking it's time to get a grill again. It is time. My neighbors grill out all the time. And, um, you know, I used to have a George Foreman grill and that's really good for like indoor grilling if you don't want to go outside. But it is so nice. So I am so ready to just begin to take advantage of all of these wonderful summer things that we have to do. And I hope that you are too. I hope that you had a great weekend. And so 
I'm coming to you today and I'm, I'm feeling like this just might be a little bit different than some of my episodes. So just kind of bear with me. I'm so excited and I want to bring all of my thoughts together so that I can talk about it and just not be all over the place. But I took a break off of podcasting the entire weekend. I did not work on a book or anything like that. I just wanted to relax have some fun. I wanted to get out of the house, did that. I was in and out, you know, and I actually forced myself not to do anything because I actually was in the mood to do some podcasting yesterday. But I said, no, I'll hold off and I'll, you know, get started again, maybe on Monday. And so as usual, topics started kind of rolling around in my mind. And so I said, you know, okay, I did the podcast on joy. So I was reading in the Psalms and I said, well, you know, maybe I'll do a podcast or two on Thanksgiving. And then I said, well, you know, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about fasting because I just completed a seven day fast. And I know people, especially in the church, people say, oh, you know, you I thought you weren't supposed to tell people that you're fasting. Well, let me clear that up. I'm not telling anybody that I'm fasting because I'm finished my fast now. Um, I was on it all week, even while I was podcasting, and I didn't mention it. I just said I'm in consecration right now. And, you know, people have said that to me or people have said that to others in my presence. And I just kind of have to gently remind them, you know, if you go back and read the scriptures in the context of what Jesus was saying, he was not saying, do not tell anyone you're fasting. In fact, there are times when it is necessary for you to tell people that you're fasting. Just a few examples that I've always had to deal with. I have a family. I prepare meals for them. When I'm fasting, I'm changing my diet or my eating habits. And I've done various fasts, Daniel fast. I've done the 21 day fast along with my church, the Daniel style. I've done plenty of three day Esther fast, no water, no food, things like that. And I've alternated and done other types of fasts as I wanted to, or as I studied fasting for different purposes, different reasons, but it is necessary to let your family know when you're making certain changes. And a lot of times it's like, especially with my son Christian, he's 10. He likes to eat together as a family. So he wants to know if I'm eating or why I'm not eating. It's necessary for me to say, oh, I'm I'm doing a fast for X amount of hours, or I'm not going to have breakfast with you today. I'm going to eat at, you know, after six o'clock or whatever the case may be. So sometimes it is necessary. There have been times I've been on a fast and I've gotten invitations to eat out or participate or partake in something. And I'm like, okay, this I will not be able to to attend or, okay, this I can do, but I'm not going to eat because or whatever. So what Jesus really was talking about was the spirit of it. He was saying, when you fast, do not be like the Pharisees, the scribes, those hypocrites who try to change their faces and their countenance so that they can appear unto men to be fasting. They did it because they wanted the attention. They wanted people to know. And Jesus is saying, don't put on an act about it. When you fast, 
Go into your secret place, anoint your head with oil and wash your face when you're done so that you don't appear. He's saying, don't do it for attention. You're not going to get anything out of fasting for attention. So anyway, that's my sidebar about that. So now that I've completed it, there were some things that I wanted to share because there are some really good benefits that come out of fasting. But then I started thinking about some things that I've been dealing with and Actually, I was fasting to release some things, to change some things, to, you know, get myself in position for new changes coming and things like that. And I wanted to really spend more time um, consecrating more time in my word and prayer. And that's normally what I do when I'm coming into a season like that in my life. It's, It's just something that I've been practicing for a long time. And then I wanted to talk about letting go of some things because I know this is this is an area where many of us struggle with letting go of things in our lives. I mean, to this day, I still go on the internet and I will Google uh letting go or letting go of XYZ or YouTube looking up various messages and things like that because there are some things that I need to be reminded of. I will open up the Bible or read books on the process of letting go because sometimes depending on the circumstances it can be really difficult so I came back in and earlier today I was thinking you know I think I'll go ahead and you know lay a podcast down but hmm which of these topics do I want to talk about and then I got really excited because I said hey those three I can kind of combine them I don't really have to um pick a theme and stick to it because they can all intertwine. And what I mean about that, I just finished talking a little bit about fasting, explaining about it. And then I can talk a little bit about letting go and then offer up Thanksgiving because of the changes that are taking place in my life. And so I feel like there is someone out there who needs to hear this. I am not the only one who goes through these things. I am not the only one dealing with things. And I know from experience, from all of the Google searches that I do, from all of the comments that I read when I'm on someone's YouTube page or I'm watching a video, I like to scroll down and see what others have to say. And I see from myself firsthand that there are people all around the globe experiencing these same things. And so for me, it is very beneficial and it is very helpful When I come across things like this, because it lets me know, hey, you're not the only one. Hold on. I like the inspiring, encouraging messages and testimonies when people share. This is why I do this podcast. People share it and they and then you get to see or you can see yourself in these situations and then you can rem- you know gain strength and and insight and it helps you to hold on and it helps you to move on and so that's basically what I want to do today so now that I've completed that portion of my consecration I'm feeling good you know I got back to my workouts and There are some things that I'm releasing and eliminating from my life. I'm preparing to go into this new season 
And there are some things that I just do not need to take with me, not just in the physical. There are some physical things, some people who can't go where I'm going. There are some uh, mindsets that I need to release and let go of, some some areas in my life where the last season or the previous season, excuse me, I got stuck in some areas. And now once you fast, Oh man, fasting is so powerful. It is so powerful because what it does as you're now, I don't, I fast from abstaining from food more than anything, but I don't watch TV. I'm not really a TV watcher anyway. So I'm not sitting in front of the TV. I don't have to give up TV and the computer and things like that because I do not do a lot of social stuff on the computer. I take care of business on the computer. I type my books. I am now back to podcasting, but I am not a member of the Twitter, Instagram, and all the other stuff that I haven't even heard of. I have a Facebook account but I don't even do anything social on my Facebook. I've recently started posting some more stuff as I'm doing what I'm doing, but I'm not a social butterfly. I, I don't do that stuff. So I don't have to fast to break those habits or whatever. And so what fasting does, and there are a numerous uh, categories of fasting. You can find out information about fasting in the Bible, but it is very limited. One of the longest scriptures on fasting is in Isaiah 58. And there are various, you know, fasts that talk about when Jesus or the apostles fasted or the church fasted, say for Peter, when he was about to be uh, beheaded in prison and things like that. There is mention of fasting throughout the Bible, but not really chapters and a whole lot of information, but there are books written on fasting. One that I read many years ago that helped me get more information and insight when it wasn't uh, as readily available was a book called Fasting for Your Health by uh, Lee Bueno. It was a husband and wife who wrote that book. I've read other books. Um, one person that I used to like to listen to his messages and read his materials on fasting was a pastor, uh, is a pastor by the name of Jensen Franklin. He has a lot of information on fasting and he is a regular faster. So I learned a lot from him. Um, there's a doctor, there's actually a few doctors that I listen to either their podcast or watch their YouTube videos on fasting. And one is a doctor by the name of Jason Fung. He keeps it real simple, explains to you what is going on in your body. And, you know, so I still listen to stuff like that. But as I said, I've been doing this for many, many years. And what I love about it you get clarity in so many areas because now you're not distracted on meals. You don't have to worry about, you know, okay, I need to stop what I'm doing so I can go eat. I need to do this. Okay. I need to go cook dinner. A lot of times through my fast, I have had to continue to cook meals and full meals, but now I don't have to do so much of everything. So I'm grateful for that. You know, there were times that I would have to tell my husband like, okay, I am not going to be in here smelling all this good food, <laughs> cooking, you know, so that y'all can eat. And I'm sitting up here being tormented because I can't have any of it. So 
We're going to buy some simpler meals in here that y'all can prepare. And my son is really interested in cooking. So he knows how to make a lot of quick meals and stuff like that. So they're not so dependent on me. And, you know, that works. I sometimes still have to smell it if I am in the home, if I'm in the house or whatever. But usually I come upstairs and I do other things while the meal time is going on. Those are the times that I get to spend in the word, listening to, reading the word, spend time in prayer. And during the course of the fast, and there are so many different things that you can do. So it's something I'm not going to be exhaustive in this. I'm just throwing it out there for anyone who's interested in it. There are tons and tons of sites blogs, books, you know, you just have to kind of screen through it and see what's, what's good, what might work for you. As with anything, I would say, try it out cautiously if you've never experienced it, because if you don't know what you're doing, and I did not know what I was doing for many years while I was fasting, I was trying all kinds of stuff and thank God nothing ever really happened to me. But I've heard of people getting gallstones and kidney stones and, you know, things like that from fasting improperly. But there is so much material out here that you can educate yourself. And if you decide to try it, you could just try it as, you know, as light as a meal time, uh, fast up to noon or three o'clock, six o'clock. Most of the time, if I'm just doing a day fast, I will fast until 6 p.m. in the evening, eat a meal. And, or if I'm going on more than a few days and I'm, I want to just eat after six o'clock, then I'll just do that for several days. After I have that meal in the evening, then it's back to water or liquids. Or sometimes like this time, I just did basically a total liquid fast and I didn't just have, okay, that's wrong. When you say a liquid fast, that's like I'm fasting from liquids. I did a fast primarily with liquids and, um, I went to the grocery store and I had to buy food to put in the house, stuff that I knew I couldn't eat, but I bought myself the liquid smoothies and, you know, make sure I had enough water and lemon and, you know, you can have herbal teas. I didn't, um, there, there's a variety, 100% juice, things like that, just to kind of keep your strength up for those days when you're really feeling sluggish. So anyway, the choice is yours. It's up to you. And you can fast for all different types of reasons, purposes. You could just fast just because you want to clear your system. That's good. You can fast to eliminate things from your diet. You can fast because something is going on in your life and you want to pray and see God's face about it. Most people who are believers, when they fast, it's usually something like that. Fasting about a decision, fasting about direction that you need to go in. I mean, so many, so many different things that you can do, but I wanted to release some things. I wanted to eliminate some things out of my life. So that is normally what I choose to do. I chose to fast. I had an opportunity to spend more time in the word. I had an opportunity to rest. I am not a person who sleeps during the day. I cannot nap. I cannot rest like that. Normally, once I wake up in the morning, I'm up. And there are some times where I'm just feeling groggy and I will force myself to stay in the bed. And once in a while, I can fall back to sleep. But I've been rising early every morning, sometimes between one and three o'clock. 
I might pray for a little bit, go back to bed. But usually just like this morning by five o'clock, I was up, I was amped, I was ready to go. I've been doing my workouts every day. First thing in the morning, I've gotten more energy. Um, that's another thing. Fasting. Once you start to release those things, the toxins are going out of your body. There are some things that you can read on about how to, you know, um, take care of yourself during a fast and rest is very, very important. It's very important because your body is going through changes. And especially when you're not eating, your energy can really be depleted and it can make you tired and cranky and irritable. You can get headaches and all that kind of stuff. So I would definitely advise anyone who wants to try it, who is not experienced to read up on it, research, talk to people who know about it, who are experienced about it. Some people say consult your doctor. I, I've never done that, but that's also a good idea. And that is if your doctor is familiar with fasting, because a lot of doctors are not familiar with it. So um, I'm feeling good behind that. I can definitely feel and sense the boost, the energy level, and it's making me want to continue on. It's making me want to climb higher. It's making me want to do more in this season. It's like now that I have my focus back, I've been in some situations these past few seasons that I've been in kind of a brain fog, like I'm groggy and I'm walking through some things, like I'm not all the way into it. And I just, I just wanted to get back to me. I wanted to get my disciplines back. I wanted my joy back. I wanted my peace back. And so these are some of the things that I do. I, 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 whew. I feel so good right now because guess what? <laughs> I've had those things these last several weeks. I've been experiencing that again. I'm at a peaceful place in my life. Things are starting to work out. Sometimes it's like you get this storm and then there's like this calm after the storm. You're being hit with stuff and you're dealing with stuff. And sometimes that's just a signal. Life has a way of signaling you when things need to change. There is someone out there, at least one, maybe two, that knows exactly what I'm talking about. There are some things in your life that needs to change. And you've been putting it off like me. I've been dealing with stuff, dealing with stuff, dealing and putting it off at the expense of my happiness, at the expense of my peace. You've been putting some things off. You look at things on a daily basis. And I know that due to the coronavirus, the epidemic, all that's been going on in this world, a lot of us have a lot more time to think a lot of us have a lot more times to look at our lives and reflect on some things. And if you'll be honest with yourself as I was, and I'm always honest with myself because there's just some things I know I do not want. And so I have to sit down and put my plan in place. It's like, okay, girl. See, I talk to myself like, okay, girl, this has been going on long enough. This is not us. What do we need to do? This is where we need to be. This is what should be happening. This is the plan. These are some of the goals that you set and you're not here. What's the problem? And I will sit back and I will look at what's been going on in my life. What are the energy drains in my life? Who are the vampires, so to speak, 
that are sucking the life out of me? What has had my focus that has kept me from doing what I need to do? You know, like my podcast, like my books and things when I've spent many years doing all kinds of things and helping other people, other churches and organizations with their vision. What is the problem, girl? And what do you need to do to get where you need to go? Because I'm going to explain something to you. We've been taught, especially we women, we've been taught. And I'll tell you, I had a very personal experience with this. When my mother died, I remember having a conversation with my father and I was really, really low. I was really depressed. I was hurting. You know, um, I had a lot of stuff going on. I believe my son at the time was about, hmm, wow, just a, a less than a two years, about a little over a year. A little over a year. So I was dealing with some, you know, some things with that, with a small child and, oh, it was just, it was just a lot going on, a lot going on in my marriage, a lot going on in my finances and the job. And I mean, I, I just remember feeling really overwhelmed. And then on top of that, now my mother dies suddenly of an aneurysm and she's only 42. Now I'm, I'm 26 at the time. She's 42, never really been sick besides headaches and, you know, minor colds and stuff like that. But all of a sudden she just gone. And I'm talking to my father one day, he's on his way to a trip to New York. And he made a comment to me. I've written some poetry and I see my time is running down. So I'm going to continue this. This will probably be a few episodes and I'm just going to mix the topics up. I don't even think I'm going to be able to separate these, these topics, but I'm just coming straight from the heart because I need this for one. This is like therapy for me. I don't take this for granted. I enjoy doing this. It, it is a release for me as well. And I hope and pray that this is not in vain. Somebody's going to get this message and be encouraged. Like my son, uh, Christian tells me all the time, mommy, your podcasts are really encouraging. He says, I, I hope you don't think I'm just saying that, but they really are. They're so encouraging. And I'm so grateful for that. But I'm hoping somebody gets something out of what I'm led to share. And it helps make a difference in your life. We all need that at some point in some time. And so I have written some poetry and my father said it sounded really sad. And he made a comment to me and he said, well, you know, I didn't know if you were depressed or if you were suicidal or you know what? And I'm like, okay, so you didn't know what was going on with me, but you didn't come and see about me, but that's another issue. Um, he went on his trip to New York city and <laughs> during that conversation, he said this to me, I will never forget these words. He said, well, unfortunately, you don't get time off to grieve. He said, it is a double standard for men and for women. He said, because you have a family to take care of. You have children. You have young children. You have to be there for your family. And I started to 
look at that. And I started to kind of live my life that way. And I started to kind of push my feelings aside. And I started for a while to try to hide the grief and try to force myself to deal with things head on for the sake of my family. But that, that was not good advice. I'm glad I finally figured out because what it did was through the years, I built up a lot of anger and resentment, always doing for everybody else, being there for everyone else, but I don't get time off the grieve. Who comes to see about me? Who's taking care of me? And I thank God for two people in my life at that time that really helped me through. My cousin's wife, Lisa, who was my roadie, for years when I was back in Pennsylvania and my childhood friend, Carmel, Carmel would come check on me. She would come get me. Well, I watched her daughter for a while too, but she would come and pick her up and say, come on, girl, get, get the kids. We're going out. We're doing this. She was like, you are not staying up in this house. She forced me to go out and do stuff. A lot of times my husband was at work and I was left with the responsibility of the children in the home. And Lisa would come and she would check on me and she would keep me laughing. And they were, <laughs> they were such a blessing. Just thinking back on those times, they were such a blessing and they didn't allow me to sink down into despair. They were there even, you know, after my mother was buried, when all the phone calls stopped and everything like that. So through the years, I've learned a lot, and that is what I'm sharing with you. But that bit of advice, I know my father meant well. There was nothing malicious about those words. That was just the way it was being viewed, and it is like that in our society with many things concerning us women. We are always told, hey, you got to hold it together, be strong for everybody, but no, I've learned differently. And we're going to talk about that on the next episode about how important it is for you to take care of you. You know, on the plane, they tell you, put your mask on first and then worry about your child or anyone else. Because if you're not good, you can't help anybody else. And so I'm going to leave it on that note and I will talk to you again in a few. Stay encouraged.